Hi everyone, welcome. So as you're sitting here, you're already in the present moment. You actually can't escape it. You're already here. You can't stop being here. You're aware that you're here and you're aware that it's now. And in this present moment, phenomena are arising spontaneously without you doing anything. There's the sounds. Maybe you can hear noise from the street. If you're lucky, maybe you can hear sounds of nature. There's the sound of my voice. And you're not doing anything to make these sounds happen. They're spontaneously appearing in the present moment. You are here aware of them. And you don't have to do anything to be aware of them. And your body's breathing. And now that I mentioned it, you're aware of it. Maybe you were also aware before. 
thoughts are appearing. And they're not a problem. And you're not doing anything to make them appear. Maybe sensations are appearing in the body. And just like everything else, they're appearing spontaneously. So all the phenomena, all the objects which are experienced in this moment, Everything that's known is appearing all by itself without you doing anything. You are here aware. There's nothing for you to do. No waiting to experience anything different than this moment. Not waiting for something to happen. No need to try to control any of the phenomena that are arising in this moment. Just here, being aware.
knowest phenomena are appearing, they are being related with either by the mind, which then creates a sense of separation because the mind's perspective is I'm an individual separate from all of the phenomena. It's all outside of me. And the mind generally relates in negative way towards the phenomena. It likes to complain, judge, moan about things that shouldn't be as they are. Different phenomena should be rising. It wants to control. And when the phenomena are related with through the mind from this perspective of the separate self, it causes us to suffer. But this suffering is not necessary. The other way that we can relate to the phenomena is through the path of the heart. The heart's a gateway to the true self. It's the expression of consciousness in form that allows for consciousness to express itself in form. And it relates with unconditional love and compassion and gentleness. It doesn't demand. It doesn't manipulate. It doesn't control. Now, if for your whole life or most of your life, you've been conditioned to relate to external phenomena through the filter of the mind, the filter of the separate self, then it's a bit like a program is running. And even when you become aware of it, these negative thoughts keep appearing that are judging and complaining a little story always running in the mind my life's not good enough why is this happening to me how am i gonna get rid of this i don't want to feel this it can even turn against itself and thought create thoughts that judge the thoughts 
I can't stop the thoughts. Why am I having all these negative thoughts? It's more of the same. So even when you become aware of that, it's probably gathered some momentum and so we'll continue running, playing in the same way. But if you're aware of it, it's no longer a problem. Because the heart can relate to the mind with unconditional love and gentleness in the same way that it relates to all the other phenomena, just by allowing it. By seeing it for what it is, it's just appearing, the thoughts are just appearing in the moment. I'm already here, aware of it. That's okay. And this simple understanding, if applied in this moment, brings the end to all suffering. When I say all suffering, that's different from pain. So physical pain can be experienced, but there's not suffering with the pain. Pain is sensations, and they can be unpleasant, uncomfortable. So just notice now in this moment, if there's any phenomena which is being perceived, which is being related to, sorry, from the mind. Just have a look at it with a gentle curiosity and see it. If that phenomena is present in your experience, just have a look if there's any benefit in aligning with that mind perspective. Just see that you're aware of it. Now, 
the you that's aware of it is not a part of that pattern that's running. It's beyond it. The you that's aware is simply aware. It's not a, a thought. It's not thinking. Just here. It's a stillness. And if you inquire into the nature of this awareness, you'll find that it never changes. The thoughts can change, all the phenomena that are appearing can change. The sounds, the sensations in the body. The way of relating, whether it's from the mind or the heart, all of that can change. But beyond it, there's this unchanging, unmoving stillness of being. If you allow your attention to come to rest as this awareness, there's deep peace here. And there's nothing to do to make the heart relate with the phenomena that's appearing. It's the natural way when you're recognizing yourself as awareness. If there is not awareness, that's your awareness, and there is identification with the conceptual self, then all the phenomena are related to from that perspective, from that position. Now, you don't have to do anything to understand this, only to inquire and look at your own experience and see for yourself if it's true or not. I'm not trying to teach you something so you can remember facts. Now, what difficulty do people have with this? It sounds so simple. And the difficulty usually is that there's 
an allegiance with this negative thought stream. There's it's a bit like Stockholm syndrome. And there's a wanting to protect it, to keep it in place because it's familiar. It might cause suffering, but it's comfortable in a way because it, it's what you're used to. It's all you've ever known, maybe. And to give up that might be scary because the unknown can be a scary place. Sometimes there's almost an addiction, a, a compulsiveness. to identify with thoughts and generate one's own suffering. If you become aware of it, you're already partially free from it. And what's required is to consistently, continuously focus your attention to rest as awareness, this stillness beyond form. And that practice in itself weakens the the movements of the mind weakens the structures of the conceptual self that have developed usually over years. But the challenge with that is that the mind itself makes that into something to do, like a chore or a job. And it says, oh, I have to do this practice now. And then it starts telling more stories that I failed at the practice or I'm not good enough. And that can pull you back in to more identification with this negative thinking and negative way of relating with the present moment.
really the only reason to continuously and consistently allow your attention to rest as awareness, to keep consciously bringing your attention to the fact that I'm already here and it's already now, is if you have true interest in it, and you will do, otherwise you wouldn't be here. Unless somebody cajoled you into sitting through this. If that's the case, it's probably pretty boring for you. So if there is a, a genuine interest, then it's not a chore, it's not something difficult, it's just your preferred, it's just your preference, your preferred way of relating to the present moment as awareness. So if you have any questions or there's anything you'd like to explore today, you're welcome to raise your hand. Hi. <laughs> then I was first. Um, I uh, I noticed there's a tendency, like when something comes up, uh, like what what we might call like a problem. There's a tendency for like trying to figure it out with my mind. And um, I noticed like recently situation happened and everybody was doing that and I, and I wasn't interested and I kept like wanting to come back to my, to my breath. Um, so I would like like a validation or a confirmation that like, um, or is that the invitation to, um, to come back to the presence and trust that things will be shown? I found it quite helpful to eliminate the word problem 
from my vocabulary and replace it with the word challenge. And that in itself ends all problems. Because problems are bad things, right? They're negative. They, they cause us to suffer. And challenges are opportunities for us to grow. So they're good things. So you never need to have another problem in your life again. If you decide that every problem from this moment on is a challenge, and, and that challenge is an opportunity for you to learn and grow in some way, and, and that's the nature of this form reality. It's, it's not, the mind has this kind of screwed up idea that if I just figure everything out, I'll be able to experience an external reality that doesn't have any problems. That's just like 24 seven smooth sailing. And it's, it's impossible because the very nature of the, the fabric of this form reality is, is dualistic. And what that means is it's up and it's down, it's good and it's bad, it's high and it's low. So once we understand that and we're okay with that, then there's no more suffering, the loss. Because we understand that's how it is. It's going high and then it's going low. Or maybe it goes high, 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 and then <laughs> low, high, high. It doesn't have to be high, low, high, low. But it's okay then. There's not any more trying to stop those challenges from coming. In fact, the opposite is even excitement about it. Because, great, I have another practice to see if I can meet this moment from the heart with gentleness, with compassion, with unconditional love. If it was smooth sailing and every moment was really simple and easy, then we wouldn't get much practice to open to this unconditional love. So it sounds like you're right on track. That you're not interested in, in the problems and relating to them from the perspective of the mind. And usually the mind doesn't have great capacity to resolve these problems anyway. <laughs> it ends up just complaining. And, and when you get a bunch of minds together, then they get really excited because one starts complaining and then it kind of activates the others and they start complaining, oh yeah. And you, if you watch this phenomenon in humans, you can see that there's some kind of distorted pleasure in it. Like they're enjoying who can complain the most. <laughs> but once you see the that it's not necessary and it's, it's actually not my preference I, I want to enjoy this moment no matter how it presents itself whether it's a high or a low I can enjoy, I can relate to it with love 
So when you were talking, I was noticing like resistance towards the lows and like a preference for a smooth sailing or even yeah. the highs. Yeah, that's natural. We'd all, we'd all want our, our preference would naturally be positive, abundant, beautiful experiences. That's okay that that preference is there. And if you could choose, if life pre presents you with two options, like do you want to walk on this side of the street that's covered in dog poop or do you want to walk on this side of the street that's with grass and flowers, we're all going to choose the grass and the flowers. That's natural. There's nothing wrong with it. But if there's only that, this is a strange analogy. I don't know where this came from. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes they just come. <laughs> if, if there's only the one street covered in dog poop and there's no alternative, what are your options? You can suffer it and walk down it like, oh, this is terrible. My shoes are getting full of dog poop. This is the worst day ever and, and you're suffering. Or you can accept it. This is not my preference, but this is how it is. Okay, I'll, I'll clean my shoes when I get home. It's not a big deal. And you're not negatively affected by it. You're still enjoying life, enjoying the moment. Is it also opening up to like the, like the contraction in the body when like things like that? Yeah. Yeah, because the body contracts by itself. It's not you doing it. And when you're aware that there's a contraction there, it's the same thing. You can relate to it from the mind and tell the story that this shouldn't be here. This is a bad thing. I need to get rid of it. I need to control it. Or from the heart, ah, look, this contraction has arisen. I can meet it with gentleness and compassion and just feel it, allow it fully. And then there's no suffering. So is it um, the same when the body goes through cycles too? Because I notice sometimes I'm like really interested in meditation and breath work and waking up early and, and then sometimes it's just it's not happening and there's a lot of like mental like noise trying to get me to do it and it's like no I'm not it doesn't move is it is yeah, it the that, same yeah that's that's the spiritual ego that that comes in and, and says you shouldn't be watching netflix you should be meditating <laughs> you bad girl <laughs> because <laughs> it's got this idea about what you should be doing but that's the mind so if if you're really present with your heart maybe the most true thing for you in that moment <laughs> watch netflix and that's okay but you have to be honest with yourself because the mind's a trickster you see and it can tell the story. Yeah, this is the most true thing for me, but it's actually disguising itself as a kind of fake excitement for that thing. And really, it wants to avoid something else. Or it could be true excitement. So you've got to be really 
honest with yourself. So in general, it's about relating to life, like opening up to the heart more, moment to moment. Yes. Thank you so much. You're so welcome. So anytime that you become aware that you're suffering life, that life is, you're not enjoying the moment, then that's a wonderful opportunity to inquire and just have a look at your experience. Just have a look with honesty. What's going on here right now? What story is the mind telling or how is the mind relating to some object or some phenomena or some experience in a way that's causing me to suffer and is it necessary to align with the mind's perspective how would it be to connect to the heart how would the heart relate to this moment instead Something else opens up there then. And the suffering can dissolve instantly. The mind might still be telling the negative stories oh, this is terrible, I can't do it, or whatever it's saying. And it's, but it's okay now that it's telling those stories because you see, oh, it's the mind. It's just looking for more suffering. And the difference is you're not identified with that perspective anymore. You're not buying into it. It's not the stories themselves that cause the suffering. It's you buying into it. It's you aligning with it, believing it, that causes the suffering. So a lot of people think that you have to change your, your thoughts or you have to get rid of your thoughts to know peace. But that's not true. You just have to disidentify from them. How to disidentify from them? To see that you're not those thoughts that you're beyond them, you're that which is aware of the thoughts, simply perceiving them. And if you investigate the nature of you which is aware, your awareness, then you'll notice that that's just some people describe it as emptiness, 
but it's a full emptiness. It's an oxymoron. Some people describe it as a spaciousness, openness. It's always here, always here in this moment. Hi, Nikki. Hello, Louise. Oh, such a joy to be with you today. Mm-hmm. I feel like every, everything that you've shared so far is just completely for this being because um, I'm having a really, really tough time over the last while and I keep swinging backwards and forwards in and out of presence into fear, into the mind, into the stories, back into presence, back walking down the road of dog poop, can't get off it, can't, you know, it's, uh, <laughs> I know that road, I know that road. <laughs> we all know that road. <laughs> so I've had uh, this body has had um, long COVID now for about 18 months. And there's a lot of, there's a lot of suffering and there's a lot of pain as well. And I just I'm finding it so difficult to leave the leave the suffering but accept the pain. Because every time the pain is there, which is most of the time, I can't seem to accept that it's there for a start, which I know is probably the, the most part of the problem. But then the mind creates such a story about you're never going to get better, you'll never get over this, you no, no, no. And because somehow there is this connection between believing what the mind's saying, because I have evidence, like the evidence is that I have been sick for 18 months. And so I, I, I instantly start believing the mind again. And then I'm back in the dog poop road. And then I stay on that all day. And I might come out and have a glimpse of the grass. And, and, and so your sharing has been so powerful today. And I find when I rest in, in this presence, in this awareness, before this illness, I could rest in the presence and be in such joy. And now when I rest in the presence, there is, it, feel, it feels really scary. I feel like there's a death happening. I feel like if the mind is stopping trying to search and figure everything out and fix and then what is there? There is, there is just this pain in the body that is accepted and it all feels very scary. Like I can't find that fullness in that emptiness because I keep going back into the mind that is so scared of it. Um, yeah, and, and even just speaking it, I can actually, I've had this really terrible headache for the last 24 hours and just being here in this light with you, I can feel the headache moving and it's, yeah, it's uh, powerful. And I so admire 
those that can find that beauty in expressing gratitude in these challenges. But somehow because of the suffer the, the pain in this body, I can't seem to find that. I can't seem to be grateful for that. I just want to know like why, like today, the mind, and I know it's the mind saying it, but I've become so identified with the mind that says, why, why me? Like not why me, because why not me as well? I get that, that life comes with all of this. But what today has been like, what did I ever do wrong? Like all I ever wanted to do was serve God and, you know, be of service. And yet I can't get out of bed. And I see that. I can see the mind in that. But yet it feels so real because the, the pain in the body is here. So... Somehow it's finding that strength to drop it all somehow. So the pain in the body is real. That's here. That story that the mind is telling about it, that it's interpreting the pain to mean that God doesn't love me or God's abandoned me. Mm. Is that story real? Is that story true? The wise part of knows that it, part, the part of me that's scared, that is going through this experience that I don't want to go through, feels it's very real. So there's like a, a there's like a, a battle of acceptance of this. Yes, there's two voices. There's the voice of the mind that says, that screams and shouts, this is real. I have evidence now that God loves the whole of creation except me. <laughs> I've evidenced with look. I did my best. I did everything right. I was a good girl and I'm being punished. So this is evidence that I am not loved. Now, many times when life brings a challenge like this, triggers parts of our unconscious mind where beliefs were formed at a young age. So I'm just curious, this might not be the case for you, but just to explore together, when you were a child, you're breaking up, can you still hear me? I can still hear you. Yeah. 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 Did you ever have an experience where you were really trying to... Oh, yes, I can now. You're muted. Can you unmute? We go. Okay. We go. Did you hear everything I said? Just partly from... Okay, so I'll go back. So when life brings us a challenge, like, for example, getting sick or um, 
losing a, a loved one, a relationship ends, or losing a job, these big things that happen in life. Maybe our house burns down. Um, we all experience these big things at some point, mm. most of us. Now, many times, hidden in these challenges are opportunities to heal. Have you got the time with your burgers? <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh, you're so good. <laughs> we never know what's going to happen in these Zoom meetings. Sorry. Come on. It's okay. Sorry about that. Yeah. That's a good point. And, and often, what it, what it does is it, the situation triggers something in our unconscious mind or something, some emotion that's been held in the body since early childhood. Mm-hmm. And the mind is telling actually an old unconscious story from the past. So what I'm curious, and it might not be the case for you, just to explore, is if when you were a little girl, if you ever had the feeling or the experience that I'm, I'm being a good girl and I'm doing my best and I'm doing everything that mom and dad and teachers or caregivers want me to do, I'm really trying my best and I feel like I'm just being punished, I'm just getting smacked down, I'm not... I'm not being seen and appreciated. Yeah, that definitely was an experience at a young age of not being, yeah, not being seen, appreciated and loved, not being good enough, I think, really. was. uh, And you felt you were trying your best and you were doing everything right. Everything they told me to do, I'm doing it. And it's not enough. And it's not enough. Mm. So that unconscious belief that was formed through experiencing the pain of that childhood experience now is revealing itself. And life has brought the exact, the perfect thing that your system needs in order to trigger that. And that this pain in the body has awakened this unconscious belief that was formed in the little girl that, that now it's not mom and dad or the teacher, it transferred to God the ultimate mm-hmm. I've tried my best and God's punishing me I'm not enough mm. so what's required is to see that story and you can also be grateful that this unconscious belief is revealing itself mm-hmm. it's coming forward into the conscious mind to release and a part of that what's required is to feel the emotional pain in the body that the little girl felt because the physical pain it seems and tell me if it feels off just you see if it resonates for you it seems it's triggering that emotional pain oh absolutely absolutely the emotion the physical pain is is manageable and bearable but it triggers it triggers something that's so deep and so emotional that it feels totally out of, I'm out of control with it. Yes. So the emotional is 
far worse than the, the physical, but the two yeah. of them together, I'm just like stinking. Yeah. yeah. So this is exactly what happens when we announce to life, to the universe, this is what I want. I want this path of truth. I want this path of higher consciousness. It supports us in every way possible, and it brings whatever we need in order for us to walk this path. And a lot of people have a confused idea that it means it's going to be all bliss and daisies and skipping in the fields. It's not. We have to meet everything that's never been met. It's, and it's, it's challenging. But that's why we're here together, holding each other's hand. Yeah. So if you like, we can open to this pain together, mm. if you want to. Yeah, yeah. absolutely, because it's... Um... It need it, it, this is why I'm here. It yeah, needs, I can see that. Yeah, it's needed, so needed. Someone else coming in now. house. <laughs> <laughs> so if you if you bring your attention to the present moment now, and you let your attention drop into the body, yeah. Just have a look and see how it feels right now, and see if that emotional pain is present. it is present but not as present as it was at the beginning of our call mm. and where in the body do you feel it in my chest okay great and what's the sensation there very tight okay now take your attention closer to this tightness and just stay present with it, feel it, and allow it to be as tight as it wants to be. Let it get even tighter if it wants to, with a total freedom. We don't have any agenda to get rid of it because that would be conditional. And this is unconditional love. So what that means is saying, it's okay that you're here. You can be here. I see you. I feel you. Let your attention go right into the center of this tightness. Open up fully to it. Just stay present with that feeling. Including the whole body. If any thoughts come, that's okay. Just notice them, but don't believe the story. Keep taking your attention back to the tightness.
How does it feel to be with it like this? And as you're speaking, stay with it. It feels like just being with it. It's almost just stopping the, just stop the, the battle with it. This, the story, the mind keeps wanting to play, but stories like, but you're, you're still weak and this isn't going to make you better. Yeah, and you can see that that you, that the mind talks about, the you that it wants to get better, the you that's weak, is the conceptual self. It's... It's illusory, actually, that you doesn't exist. It's only thoughts. What are thoughts? We can't even hold on to them. It's nothing. And you see that you're deeper than that, your awareness. This... <laughs> the awareness here now isn't, isn't sick. That's spot on. That's Has it. Put anything wrong with it at all? That's it. Yes. You got it. Yeah. The body is experiencing sickness, but the body's not you. You are this pristine, perfect, lucid awareness. You're so welcome. The, the paradox is when we surrender in this way, totally disidentify from that mind story and totally allow whatever pain, whether physical or emotional or both, is in the body, and we rest as this divine perfection that we are, many times the physical and emotional body will enter into a healing state and just heal by themselves as a side effect of that. Well, the mind hears this and it says, oh, yes, that sounds good. So then it wants to manipulate, okay, I'll, I'll rest my attention as awareness with this agenda so that I can, I can heal the body. And of course, that's conditional. So another manipulation of the mind. That's not true surrender. True surrender comes with the willingness to accept, totally accept what is, 
and give up the effort to manipulate and control, which is exhausting. Now, this doesn't mean that you lose your preferences or your capacity to take action in life. It means that you're more in tune with your preferences and you, you have more capacity to take the right action in the direction of your preferences when that becomes relevant. Hi, Hi. Mm. Have we met before? Um, it's my first time being oh. in the spotlight, but I was here before. Okay. Welcome to the spotlight. <laughs> Thank you. Um, that's actually something I wanted to explore. Uh, this feeling that usually appears um, in a social setting, in social interaction. And that this, um, like in a free, where there's uh, very loud right now. Um, and I, it, it feels like uh, a disconnect. And then I feel that um, maybe like a mind um, like I wish to connect with people um, from like deep. Yes. And I feel this is like a uh, layer that doesn't allow that. I understand. So you're not choosing any of this. It's just happening. And you're yeah. aware that it's happening. Mm. So the desire to connect is beautiful and that can be here and this experience is arising which feels like a disconnect so the key is to connect with the disconnect so just have a look and see what does this feeling of disconnect feel like in the body Like, it opened a bit huh. when you started to speak. It's like, now it feels more aligned. Uh, usually it feels like a, like a tension. Uh-huh. And is there any tension here now, or did it totally dissolve? Uh, there is, like, a remain. Thing. Okay. So this little bit that's remaining, we can practice with that. Just open up to it and feel it. Just opening up to it with compassion, with gentleness. Oh, yeah, I see you. It can be here. And just notice where it is in the body.
not waiting for it to go away. What are you experiencing? <laughs> I just feel it just I just wanted to get the loving presence and um, when it happened it just um, yeah it opened up all by itself yeah you didn't do anything. The only thing you did was you met the disconnect with the beautiful connection of your own heart. How does it feel for us to sit together and connect like this? Going. Yeah, it's beautiful for me too. You have a lovely presence and lovely gentleness. Very sweet energy. Where are you from, Lanka? I'm from Czech. Yeah. I used to um, visit the meetings in the beginning. And I had a break and I came back the day uh, after. Like uh, I'm happy that you came back. It's lovely to have you here. You're welcome. Thank you. So there's nothing complicated or difficult about this teaching. It's, there's really simplicity to it. You don't need any great mental capacity. You don't need to study or learn a lot of information. 
it's right here, it's available to all of us that have this interest in meeting this moment with this gentle, unconditional love. Meeting this moment as our true nature, because our nature actually is this love. Sometimes there's a forgetting and a believing that I'm the stories that the mind's telling. And believing in that kind of veils or cloaks our true nature. It's not that the, our true nature, this love, ever goes anywhere. It's always here. So the moment we remember again, that veil is lifted and there's a recognition of it again. And sometimes the orchestra will be playing in tune and beautiful, and sometimes it'll be playing out of tune. But rather than trying to control it and like I said at the beginning, have the highs all the time. It's, it's okay to accept, but sometimes it's in tune, sometimes it's out of tune. And allow it to be however it is. And there's a piece here with that. The mind is stubborn, it wants to control. It says, no, I will not put down the baton. I will try to make this do this and try to control this like this. And there we go, creating our own unnecessary suffering. It's futile. So if you're the conductor, rather than focusing all your attention on these externalities, all these different musicians playing different instruments, you draw your attention away from it and back into your own being. It's a peace coming home. Nothing to do. Now, nothing to do doesn't mean you never do anything. It doesn't mean that you just sit in your armchair all day long. I'm being, there's nothing to do. Everything's as it is. It doesn't mean that. It means that you're recognizing that you're already here. And... there is a natural life force that moves through us that 
creates and engages with other life and plays and dances and sings and loves to live life. So when we're resting our attention as awareness and we're being allowing, then there's space for those movements to reveal themselves just moment by moment. And then when the movement arises for action, we act on it. So then there's a doing. But as the doing is happening, there's awareness of beingness. And so the doing is in alignment with your true self. It's in alignment with the heart. It's not the mind thinking, oh, what, what, what shall I do to, it's usually then it's manip- trying to manipulate life and, and the action is born from that conceptual self. And it's quite a relief. There's a lot of pressure taken off because we're not playing anymore with these masks and roles that are born from conditioning, like trying to please other people or be a good girl, be a good boy, do the right thing, make mom and dad happy. Make sure people don't reject me. There's freedom from all of that. Freedom just to be as you are and allow the doing to arise from that freedom. Then there's space for your true expression to come through. So a picture on the internet of it was I think it I don't remember it very well actually I think it was a horse that had one piece of fence in front of it and it had the option to go around the fence and be free. But because it lived its whole life inside a pen, uh, a little paddock with fences, it didn't realize it was an option to go to the other side of it, even though the opening was there to go around and be free. 
I don't remember if it was a horse, but it doesn't make a difference if it was a sheep or whatever animal it was. But our mind keeps us in an imaginary prison like this. And all that's required is the seeing that I'm keeping myself in this prison. I can actually just be free. The freedom's right there. It's right here. How to see it just by, if you're just being, and you're, there's a curiosity here, what's the experience in this moment, then it's seen. There's a seeing. Oh, there's these beliefs that I was taken to be true and they were controlling my behaviors. Now I see they're just thoughts. And I'm not interested in taking allegiance with these thoughts. See how that's causing suffering. Mine loves to suffer. It enjoys it. We were in Turkey last week and we came to Greece a few days ago. We got the ferry and we were in the line to go through the immigration. And we were kind of holding up the line. And they were asking us a lot of questions. And, and there was a woman behind and she said, what's wrong, what's going on, what's the problem? I said, it's okay, there's no problem. And it took a little bit longer still. So then they directed her to go in the other line and she had to wait longer. And I could see she was happy about it. And she started shouting, see, there is a problem. Look, there's a problem. You've given me a problem. <laughs> she was so pleased that there was a problem. <laughs> this is how the mind is, it's looking for problems. How and if it's looking for problems, it can find them. Because there can be an abundance of problems. If you look around you right now, if you wanted to, you could probably find 10 problems, 10 things that are wrong, just like that. And then if you wanted to, you could tell everybody about it. 
and then you'd have more problems. So maybe they tell you about their problems. But is this really the way we want to live? We can equally look around us and find 10 things that are so amazing and beautiful that we're grateful for. And then we can tell those 10 things to another person and they can tell us 10 things. And it's totally different energy relating from the mind and the suffering and the problems that wants more and more of it or relating from the heart that wants more love, more gratitude, more appreciation. And you have the freedom. You can be that horse in your imaginary prison. Just like that woman had the freedom to suffer and find a problem. Or you also have the opportunity to meet this moment right now from your heart. Notice the beauty and the love and the appreciation. Well, the question is, what's your preferred way to live? And they're both equally valid. There's not one right, one wrong. It's, you have the freedom to choose. So it's not about manipulating the circumstances. It's about how we're relating to the experiences. I want to thank you all for being here today. And as most of you know, the seven-day retreat is coming up very soon, just over a week. I'll be flying to England soon, and we're going to be preparing for it. And I'm super excited to be meeting a lot of you in person for the first time, especially after doing these online meetings for well, I think two and a half years now. So if you'd like to join us, there's a few places left. And if you can't join us in person, you can still join us uh, via live stream. The live stream tickets are available. And there's also additional sessions that are exclusively for the live stream participants. There's some extra silent sittings and some movement meditations with music. So you get more of a full program, especially if you're not, if you're on a time zone that's not compatible with the UK. And the replay videos will be shown also if you can't join them live, so you will miss out. Um, I wish you a wonderful rest of the day or the evening, wherever you are. I send you lots and lots of love, lots of blessings, big hugs. And kisses, lots of love. Thank you, Jamie.
Hi, everyone. Thank you so much for being here today. Um, a couple announcements besides the live stream available on the website. Um, this meeting is by donation, so you can all also find the link for that in the chat. Um, the next, the open Zoom meeting um, for July 10th, next Sunday, will no longer be happening. Um, you can stay in touch about future events by going to the website um, and subscribing to the newsletter if you're not already. The link for that is also in the chat. There's also links um, for the silent sitting on Wednesdays and Saturdays, but there will not be a the silent sittings during the retreat. So it's July 16th and July 20th. Um, we won't be having the silent sittings. There is a little baby dragonfly on my hand that has been here for probably the last 15 minutes. He seems to be really comfortable in this group. Thank you, thank you, as always. It's such a, such a joy to be with you all. See you next time.